recovering, rising, and ruins. Recovering and rising from the ruins. <laughs> They're online. So do you agree? It's a beautiful Sunday. It's a beautiful day to celebrate God. To celebrate God's goodness. Amen. And thank you. Worship Him. So, do you remember sa atong theme this year? Year 2021, the three R, recovering, rising, and ruins. Recovering and rising from the ruins. So, hindi ko makalimot, so three R, three R's. Last past two Sundays, we discussed about passion for God. It's very vital for us to have to recover you know, our passion for God. Then we quoted from the verse Matthew 22, verses verse 37. Jesus said, "This is from the message kanang uh, translation." Thank you. You're my Holy Spirit. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your passion no? and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important and the first on any list. Managingon sa sa pulong sa Gino, sa Matthew 22 verse 37. If we are passionate, God, I believe, I strongly believe that everything else will follow. The rising, the recovering from the ruins are 100% possible. No? But this morning, we'll talk about God's faithfulness. So, I have a story here. It starts with a story. But before we continue, let us pray. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for this day, O oh God. And we give you all the glory, Lord, and praises. And Lord, I pray that this morning you'll use me as your mouth, as your speaker. Let your word be clear to your people this morning, O oh God. And uh, Lord, I pray that remove all the hindrances, O oh God, today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I have a story here. There were these two couple of little boys, ages 8 and 10. They are so excessively mischievous. Say, in their barangay, no, if something is lost, their parents no, will kanang parents will ask them if they are involved in this kind of things no so that these boys are really used to kind of become accused are you involved are you involved are you involved in this because it's in their history that they are so excessively mischievous so the boy's mother notice their neighbor there live a clergyman 
And he noticed this clergyman is very effective in disciplining the children. So he went to this clergyman and asked her, him to talk to his boys. The clergyman agreed, but in one condition. No? He will talk to his boys one at a time. So in the morning, the eight-year-old eight is scheduled, and in the afternoon, the ten-year-old is scheduled. The, the days came that they have to talk. So the clergyman uh, brought the boy, the eight-year-old, to his office and sat down and asked him this question. Where is God? Then this boy was so shocked. His eyes nakupa. Yeah, his jaws are dropped. Oh. Then he cannot answer. Then the clergyman asked him again, Where is God? And he cannot answer. And the third time, the clergyman raises his voice. And this clergyman has a very boom voice, loud voice. Where is God? You know what happened to the little boy? He ran away from the clergyman, went home. No, he slammed the door and he to his closet. And this, the older brother came, saw him, and he asked him, Hey, what happened? Then the little eight-year-old boy answered, you know, we are in big trouble. Why? God is missing. And they thought we did it. <laughs> You're supposed to laugh on that part. <laughs> okay, so, so the clergyman, no, he asked that question. But this morning, I would like to ask you, where is Jesus? I know you know the answer. You know the answer in my heart, Pastor. <laughs> I hope you know the answer. <laughs> but there are people, you know, like this eight-year-old boy. He's very ignorant. He doesn't know things about God or God. He thought God could be missing or someone stolen God. But, you know, that... Uh, that things could happen if we are ignorant. No? No. And how about you? Do you think God is missing? I hope not. No? Indeed, God is not missing. No? It is just that those people who think that God is missing they don't recognize His presence. Sometimes we just brush Him aside. No? When everything is working fine, we just brush Him aside. God calls us every morning before going to work. Come talk to me, come. But, Lord, I'm so busy. I'm going to be late. No? Then, I have a lot of things in, in my work to catch up. Then, we don't 
have time to talk to Him, then what will happen? If we are have those kind of attitude, we become ignorant, ignorant about God. If ignorant about the things of God, that's why when the calamity comes, no, and not just a calamity, a small changes in life happens to us. We will ask God, God, what is happening? Why this happened to me? Where are you, God? Then you will lose heart or discourage because we are ignorant. Ignorant of God is ignorant in many things in life. But if we are a person, I know you are this person that always recognizes God's presence every day and take time to talk to Him and pray and read His Word, I will say that whatever calamity or changes in your life, you will take heart because you understood that things like this could happen to us. Calamity could happen to us. It's it, it just a matter of time. Thank you. It's just a matter of time. In John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things. The verse is very clear. I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Take heart. I have overcome the world. This statement, if you notice, if you examine this verse, Combines teaching, remembrance, warning, encouragement. Becoming a Christian does not guarantee of immunity from calamity. When Jesus tells us to take heart, what does it mean? Take heart. It means be encouraged to have hope, be bold, be confident, not to give up, be of good cheer, to have courage to cheer up. That's why when you come to church, no, you have a lot of problems behind you. In your mind, you have a lot of things to do can smile. I have always a tendency of sad face. But God always remind me, reminds me that there is hope. I have to take heart. The evidence of that ang imuhang countenance face. I do have a sad face. 
or you have a happy face. <laughs> so this morning, I would like to encourage you, every time you come to church, everywhere you go, whether you have problems or small or big, you have a lot of things to achieve, no? you, have, you are discouraged that day, take time to remember these words and to smile. Take heart. It's not the end of the world. So, whether we take heart or we lose heart, it's simply a choice. It is our choice. That means, he's saying, uh, to take heart is an action word. No? It is, it is something we need to do. Tita pwede nga passive running word. We need to decide. We need to take action. And this thing become reality in our life if we choose to take heart. So, what is the reason that we take heart? Because God is faithful. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, I'm sorry. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 to 9, uh, verse 11a, I saw heaven standing open, and there, there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. That is Jesus. He is faithful. God, God's faithfulness is dependent upon His character. God's faithfulness is not dependent on us. It is God's character. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 to 3, 13. It says that, <clears throat> in this very important word, here is a trustworthy saying. If we die with Him, we will also live with Him. That's logical, right? If we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we disown Him, He will also disown us. So, fair lang. This is the next verse. So, if we are faithless, He will remain faithful. For He cannot disown Himself. God is faithful to His promise, promises, not because of us, because His character is faithful. God is faithful. Even the believers are struggling or faithless. Yes, it is unbelievable. God's faithfulness is incomprehensible. Even if we try to understand it, we cannot. Because it's beyond our mind and mind capability to understand God's faithfulness. For this, I can say, God is ultimately good. What if we are to play, you and I, to play God's rule or to play God 
I believe everything will be different. No? If I were God, no? In my state, I will, I will tell you, yeah, okay. You know, I made the, this universe, the earth, for you, and, you know, I let you live here, free. Walay abangan. Well, I ran for free. Everything is provided. I took care of you. I give you a job, food, shelter. But what happened? You did not obey me. And you just brushed me off. You just obey word of the devil you always disobey me this is, what, this is what I will do to you starting tomorrow tomorrow you will breathe half oh, imagine what 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 you want to do thank God I am not God. <laughs> Thank God He is faithful. He is faithful to us. Even if we struggle in this life, even there are times Christians become faithless. God is still faithful. Is there a tendency that we can abuse God's faithfulness? Yes. But I would like to remind you that sin has its price. No? I believe that God will still receive you and me and accept after your lungs got host because of smoking. After your liver is damaged because of drinking alcohol, God still loves you, yes. After your marriage was destroyed because of your unfaithfulness, Yes, God will still embrace you and forgive you if you confess your sins. After you miss the very beautiful opportunity for you because of your laziness, yes, God will still accept you and embrace you after you catch HIV because of premarital sex. You confess to God, yes, Lord, I'm sorry, yes, God will still forgive you because He is faithful. Yes, I believe it is not too late. It is not too late to go back to God and be faithful. But my friends, I want to tell you this. But the consequences of our sins is almost unbearable every day. You will never be the same again. Will never be the same again but still God loves you you know like what happened to the Israelites when they rebelled against God they traveled to the to promised land for 40 years instead of 4 years the original generation were buried in the desert except for Joshua and Caleb I believe that it is always 
a good idea to respond faithfulness to God's faithfulness. Amen? This morning, I want to share two ways. Actually, it's four ways. But tomorrow, next Sunday, the continuation, part two. This morning, just two ways that God's uh, that, that, that God is faithful to us. Number one, God is uh, faithful in every circumstances. God is faithful in every circumstances. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, no, it says that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. There, the words again. Faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So, to really understand this verse, you know, that God is faithful, you know, and He will not allow troubles to overtake us, I have a story, another story. So, in January 9, 1985, the congregational pastor in Bulgaria named Christo Kolikzif, I don't know if I pronounce his name correctly, was arrested and put in jail. He's a pastor. His crime, what is his crime? Preaching in his church. In his church. Just like what I am doing right now. It was a crime because the week before the village committee had appointed a new pastor. Then the secular committee who runs the village put a new pastor. And even though the congregational church doesn't recognize any pastor, but the one they elect and install. Okay. So the preacher, so he preached, no? And they clamped him in jail immediately. And he began to share Christ and make the truth known while he was in prison. He had a trial. Yes, he had a trial. But it was a mockery of justice and was sentenced to eight months in jail. Imagine. So, he did his eight months because he is a pastor and he don't have a choice. So, and he got out and wrote these words. These words are very important. Both prisoner and jailers asked many questions and we have more fruitful ministry there than we could have expected in church God was better served in our presence in prison than if we had been free so so my relation nila sa atong verse o kaninga story the temptation here to the pastor is either to get bitter is of this injustice to be angry with God and to be unforgiving 
to, to the people who arrested him because of also of the unfair trial. However, like Joseph in the Bible, he ran away from temptation. No, this pastor ran away from the temptation and hold on to God and his faithfulness. His eight months with the prisoner and jailer were very fruitful. Now, I would like to ask you, are you in a situation like this, but you yielded to temptation? Now, you are running away from God because you think God is angry with you. This morning, God is telling you to stop running. Stop running away from Him. God is faithful and just to forgive you your sins. If we confess them to God, He will forgive us. He will forgive you your sins. Come back to His shelter. The shelter of the Most High. God is very willing to restore His peace, love, and joy in your life. Number two, faithful in promises. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 23, it says, Let us hold unswaveringly to the hope we possess. For he promised is faithful. Our faith may be small, but if the object of our faith is faithful, then our faith is sure. I have another story here. You like stories? <laughs> yeah. So, many years ago, there was this captain, an English ship, sailing near Turkey, was caught in a storm. It's really a bad storm. And there was no harbor nearby. So, he let down the anchor. It's the main anchor, the big one. But the wind blew so fiercely that it began to drag the anchor. It couldn't get a grip on the sandy seabed. So the ship began to drift to the shore. And another anchor was let down. But it too ref refused to take hold of the ship. And the ship was drifting nearer and nearer to the shore and soon would be stranded. But there was this only one little anchor left. anchor. And the captain felt sure that it would not be any use. But it was, but they, they decided to let it down. And to his surprise, the chain tightened. It holds so soon the ship was held fast by the help of the little anchor it rode storm when the time came to lift the anchors the big ones came up easily for they hadn't caught on the seabed but the little anchor refused to come up it takes time for them to remove this little anchor ever so hard 
at the last it came up little by little and it was very heavy something came up with it it was another anchor the little anchor had caught in the ring of the anchor of a great battleship that has been lost there for years and that is why the letter anchor held so firmly so God is our is the big anchor that we can anchor our faith in Him I would like to ask you this morning what word of God or promise of God in your life that gives you strength or gives you hope or the Bible verse that you anchor your soul what is your life verse basi ma kanino kanang sigana basi ma kanipot ko sa term basi ma uso ba life verse and why do we need to have a life verse i, I will give you some kanang sample of god's promises no in isaiah chapter 54 verse 10 though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken nor my covenant of peace be removed says the lord who has compassion on you in isaiah verse uh, chapter 661 verse 1 the spirit of the servant lord is on me because the lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captive and release from darkness for the prisoner. James chapter 5 verse James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously without finding faults, and it will be given to you. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourself then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. First John chapter 1 verse 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purifies us from all unrighteousness Luke chapter 6 verse 37 38 judge not you will not be judged condemn not you will not be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over it it uh, will be put into your lap And the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24-25, One gives freely, yet grows all richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffer once. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And one who waters himself will be watered. There are just, there, these are just some of the, God's promises in the Bible. If you want more, you can search in the Bible or you can search in Google if you want a shortcut. So, I strongly suggest that each one of us must have a life verse. A life verse is a verse in the Bible that is unique for you. 
You need to ask God for it is unique for you. Now, it must be uplifting and encouraging. You need to memorize this verse, this Bible verse. In times of trials, you can take it out. You can take this verse out and remind you of God, of how wonderful, how beautiful, how marvelous, how powerful and awesome is our God. If our faith is anchored to God, or probably, no, if our faith is not anchored to God, it is probably anchored to person's promise, to an organization, to a foundation, or it is anchored to this world. I want to remind you that nothing is constant in this world. Everything here in the world changes every now and then. People can change their minds, so their promise because the situation is changed. Company that promised you good life and you trusted for a long time closed to due to COVID-19 pandemic. For this reason, it is not wise to put our trust and our faith on anyone in this world. Please don't get me wrong. I didn't say that you will disrespect your company of anyone that gives you a promise or your employer. But as crazy as it seems, many of us trusted ourselves, our work. We trusted the people that gives us a beautiful, wonderful promises. And then we realize that we are building a trust on the sand. And the, the storm comes. Matthew chapter 7, 24, 13 to 7. Starting 24, Therefore, if anyone hears these words of mine and put them into practice, it's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blows and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it has a foundation on the rock. But anyone who hears this word of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the stream rose and the winds blow and beat against the house and it fails and with a great crash. No, each of us is building a life. Amen? A life that needs a strong foundation. And that foundation is the Word of God. Because God is faithful in His promises. Therefore, it cannot be shaken. It is a solid foundation. This is the foundation that we need to our life. So that our life can stand in every trials, in every calamity that we face. To build our life in the solid foundation is to practice or to apply God's word in our daily journey in this life. Do you believe life is not a destination? It is a journey. It is a song. <laughs> life is a journey. That's why we need to be careful of what we are 
going to decide in this life. So, therefore, this is the time that we don't need no, uh, to be fake, we need to be serious, and to be passionate. A very tall building it is because it stands on the rock it stands because the foundation is strong and God is asking us today and telling us and asking us to trust or anchor our faith in anchor our faith in His promises. Because I want to tell you that when you go home today, you know, it's either you find the verse, your life verse in the Bible, or you can search in the Google, in the internet. I want you to have time to ask God, Lord, what is your life verse for what verse should, should I hold on that is unique for me, Lord? Because this is the time that we need to be strong. This is not the time to be weak because time is uncertain. We do not know what would happen tomorrow, next month, next year and we cannot afford to lose our heart God is asking us to take heart take heart do not, do not be discouraged because as we study today and we know God is ever faithful. He is faithful to us. If you are a person that you have not, that you don't have relationship with God, this morning I would like to ask you to open your heart to God. If you are a person today that you feel like you're so guilty, there's a lot of baggage that you are carrying. I would like to ask you, ask Jesus to remove all your baggage, whatever it is, and forgiveness. The hurts, disappointments in life. Ask God, tired of carrying this I believe that God will remove all your baggage you just entrust Him put it throw it in the feet of Jesus I believe God is faithful if you confess
confess your sins. Whatever sins, is faithful to forgive us of all our sins. Let us pray. Lord, today I believe is a victorious day. Thank you for your word, oh God. I pray in Jesus' name that you will refresh us this morning. Lord, help me, help us to digest your word. Lord, and be reminded all this week, oh God, that you are ever faithful, oh God. It's not because of us, because it's your character. You are a faithful God, and you are an awesome God, and nothing is impossible with you, God. And thank you, Lord, and we give you all the glory back to you, Father God, Lord. Lord, for, Father God, Lord, for the hope, God, that it is not always going to be like this, in this situation, but better days are coming we'll just wait for you Father God thank you Lord Jesus you are a great and awesome and wonderful Lord in Jesus name I pray Amen Amen